Summer's just begun, and it's already hot, even here in Luxembourg. But, of course, here there are all kinds of things we can do to cool down, things we take for granted. We can take a cold shower, we can go to the pool, we can swim in a lake, and, of course, we can drink a lot of water. But in some places, these are things that simply aren't possible. In Jordan, for example, water is so scarce that it has to be rationed. Pools are a luxury, and cold showers have to be quick and not very frequent. Our water scarcity correspondent Tamar is here to tell us about a new project that's expected to change all of this for Jordanians by the end of 2028. Tamar, what can you tell us about this project? What is it? Why is it important? Take a sip of water first because there's a lot to say and your throat might get dry. Hi, Matt. I'm well hydrated, thanks. So let's just dive right in. Um, a country is considered to face water scarcity when it has less than 500 cubic meters of water per person per year. Guess how much the Jordanians have? Well, is it, it's less than that, right? What, uh, 300 cubic meters? No, Jordan has less than 100 cubic meters of fresh water per person a year. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. Many Jordanians even keep water tanks on their roofs for when the main supply run, runs out. Uh, so this new project, the Aqaba Aman Water Desalination and Conveyance Project, will take water from the Red Sea. It's the only access Jordan has to any seawater. It's a small 27-kilometer strip of coast in the southernmost point of the country. That's the Aqaba part of the name you just mentioned. Yeah? Exactly, Aqaba. So they'll take in the water from there desalinate it, and then channel it 450 kilometers northward to the capital, Amman, and its surrounding area. And that will supply 300 million cubic meters of water a year. That's a lot of water. One cubic meter is 1,000 liters, so more than 600 big bottles of water. Right. And there's, they're going to supply 300 million of those. So once the project is operational, there'll be continuous water supply 24-7. So people will no longer have to ration water. This will be transformational for people in Jordan. Now, I know it's hotter in Jordan than in most of Europe, but why is it that Jordan is so short of water? Um, Jordan's always had very limited groundwater and surface water resources. Uh, but there are three main factors that worsen this natural water scarcity. One is climate change. Then there's the fast-growing population and something called non-revenue water. Okay, so climate change, I get it. It causes a reduction in rainfall, and so the aquifers don't get refilled. What's pushed up the population? Well, Jordan's population has grown very fast over the past decade. It's now 11.1 um, million, or it was 11.1 million in 2022, and it went up from 7.1 million in 2011. That's mainly due to the influx of refugees from, from the Syrian civil war. Um, and the population is expected to grow even more and reach 16.8 million, 16.8 million by 2040. Wow. And what's non-revenue water? Non-revenue water is water that does not reach its final intended destination because either of leaks or theft, mainly. Um, in fact, 50% of water supplied to Jordanian cities is lost this way. The government now aims to reduce non-revenue water to 25% of water supplied to, supplied to cities by 2040. So those are the reasons for the shortage, and desalination is one solution to help Jordan adapt. You have to watch out with desalination, though, to make sure it doesn't harm the environment, right? Exactly. Uh, 
And in 2019, uh, Jordan asked for help in conducting an environmental and social impact assessment to help define long-term best practice sustainable solutions. Uh, the impact assessment was, was huge. It took two years uh, because these enormous surveys had to be conducted to properly assess potential harm to the environment from this project. That included hiring divers and boats and conducting surveys over several seasons. And what did, what did they decide to do then? What needs to be protected specifically? Well, for example, are you familiar with reef larvae? Oh, I'm a huge fan of reef larvae, of, of course. Of course. So since you're a huge fan, you'll know that the Aqaba Marine Reserve off the coast where the water will be drawn in for desalination harbors a highly biodiverse coral reef ecosystem that really must be protected. The last thing Jordan wants to do is to suck in the reef larvae along with the water that it intends to desalinate because that would be very harmful to the marine ecosystem. So how do you suck in the water and not suck in the reef larvae? Well, the larvae stay at a specific depth and can be avoided if the desalination plant draws in water at a different depth at a, and also at a limited velocity and over a large surface. Um, also, there's other environmental harm that is being avoided. Uh, there'll be wastewater, a wastewater treatment plant incorporated into the desalination plant so that they won't eject any of the chemicals used in the desalination process back into the sea. And they plan to safely dispose of leftover brine, which is that salty substance that's left over, uh, which has double the salt concentration of seawater. Okay. Now, what about pumping the water hundreds of kilometers up to Amman? Won't that require a lot of energy? Yes, but emissions will be capped because the project will rely heavily on solar energy. Hmm. Having been to Jordan many times, I can attest that they have plenty of sunshine for solar energy. Yes, they do. And the Jordanians plan to build these solar photovoltaic fields without damaging nature reserves or disrupting the flight path of the 500 million birds that migrate through the country every year. Well, let's hope this project helps get the Jordanians the fresh water they, they really desperately need. Thanks, Tamar. We're reporting on a new climate project every week on climate solutions. They're all different, but each of them will make you look at the solutions to climate change in a new way. Subscribe so you don't miss any of them. Listen to the previous seasons of Climate Solutions, too. We've got a series on the innovations that are going to save us from climate disaster and another on how green finance is going to help pay for it all. Thanks for listening to Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank.